0: Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. This is episode 19. It is another solo episode. My co-host is not with me today. He is actually out of town, but I'll make it as good as I can. We've got a lot of things on schedule today. We got Team USA talk. We got false rumors talk, and we've got some just roster movement conversation. So, I mean, I haven't had a podcast, and I don't know. I mean, I got to look here. Last podcast was July 16th, so we've got 12 days of news to talk about, but I am going to focus on majority of what has happened recently, and I mean, we'll hop right into it. We'll hop right into what is a pretty hot topic right now, and that is Team USA. Team USA wins 120-66 to over Iran and gets their first win at the Olympics, a dominating performance. I mean, it was going on in the middle of the night, so I didn't watch any of this game But I do know that Team USA dominated. And Damian Lillard was the player of the game for Team USA. He has 21 points, five assists, two boards, seven threes on the night. So he was just out there cashing all night. And he said after the game, he goes, In the first game, I felt like I wasn't myself. I wasn't aggressive. I was passing up shots, trying too hard to do the right thing. And that's not what we are here for we're here to dominate and be winners and represent our country the right way so obviously that first game kind of woke up team usa i know iran is definitely not on the level of france obviously i mean iran you can't tell me one player on their team that i know but team usa did finally take care of business the way they're supposed to a 54 point win I did see a lot of people having mixed emotions, mixed thoughts, mixed feelings on what we should bet on when it come to that game. I think it was Team USA was favored by 39.5, and absolutely no one trusted that, because obviously Team USA hadn't won a game so far by more than, like, what, 10? More than 7, I think? I think their biggest win was a 7.1, maybe, because, I mean, they've only... They had only won one win. They had only won one time up that, and that was the Argentina game, and they won by seven, yeah. So, obviously, it was really hard to trust that 39-and-a-half point line. So I'm assuming a lot of people were salty that Team USA finally decided to turn up because, obviously, a lot of people didn't trust that line. So I think Team USA's got Czech Republic, if I'm not mistaken. I know they have Thomas Sadoransky on their team. Not sure if they have any other NBA players, but they do have Thomas Sadaransky, and I think that's the last game of the pool play around Robin, group stage, whatever you want to call it, and then we get into bracket play, but I'm not extremely positive on that because I haven't really been watching Team USA Basketball. It is too late at night to watch. So the next thing we have on topics today, we'll just hit it real quick. Because it isn't the biggest news, but it is roster news. Derrick Jones Jr. is going to come back to Portland. does pick up his player option. He will be under contract for the 2021-22 season. He's going to be set to earn $9.7 million. And this is after falling out of the rotation in the second half of the season for Portland. In his 58 regular season appearances, he averaged only 6.8 points and 3.5 rebounds per game. And then in the six-game series against the Nuggets, he played in two games and only logged 10 minutes. But he is still very young, and he's only 24 years old. Now, this is big. This is big. I'm glad he came back. A lot of people are salty he came back because they're like, he doesn't deserve $9.7 million. And yes, you might be right. He should be probably making five or six. But this is a trade piece. This very well could be a good trade piece. Remember, he's still young, 24 years old. And if anything... He can just be a contract that matches another contract because 9.7 is a pretty average contract in the NBA. So if you're looking to get back or need the extra money to go get someone big, $9.7 million right there could help. I mean, if you want to keep the Damian Lillard and see Jim Collum going and you're gonna trade Yurt and Nurkic, I mean Nurkic is making like 12 million. You got 19 million from Derek Jones Jr. or excuse me, nine million from Derek Jones Jr and you're already sitting around 21 to 22 million and there you go you can get a pretty solid player from that. So he could be used as a trade piece. But I do think that he could definitely have a bigger role this upcoming year than he has had in the past. He was just really a slasher. He was a great defensive player. I was one that was pretty disappointed that he fell out of the rotation that back half of the year when Norman Powell came. I thought he was a really good spark player. He could place his 10 minutes a game, go in there, bring defensive energy, catch a couple lobs maybe, throw throw some hammers down. But obviously Coach Stotts wasn't a fan of going a deep into the rotation. He wanted to stick with his eight-man rotation and not change anything throughout the entire, the entire second half of the season in playoffs. So I hope that new coach, Chauncey Billups, if Derrick Jones Jr., is still on the roster come opening night. That Derrick Jones Jr. does get a lot of run, does get a lot of play time, because I do think he can be a valuable player. I mean, we saw in the beginning of the year when the Blazers, I always look back on this specific performance because I think it was a... Very good performance for the Blazers and a very good performance from Derrick Jones Jr. Derrick Jones Jr. played great defense against the Lakers in the third game of the season last year. He held LeBron at bay. He was the LeBron stopper, and he did a damn good job. I mean, we remember the one play in that game where he absolutely soared over LeBron's back and blocked him from behind. I mean, Derrick Jones Jr. brings value to the defensive end and brings a ton of it. He's probably the most skilled one-on-one defender on our team. You could say Robert Covington's a better defender, but Robert Covington is a team defender. He plays in passing lanes. Derrick Jones Jr. is the best at staying in front of you. So, with Derrick Jones Jr. coming back, I'm very excited to see how he fits with this team next year because I don't think he's not gonna see minutes. I think he is gonna see minutes next year, and I hope he sees a lot of it. So that's the Derrick Jones Jr. talk. Now another very pressing topic in Blazer's Nation, Blazer Rip City, whatever you call it is just false rumors out there going around about Damian Lillard and the fact that people continue to believe it. We got the same dude, Henry Abbott, Henry Abbot. He's a bot. Like you cannot believe what he says from True Hoop. And we've got everything scrolling around the internet. I mean, we remember, just a month ago or under a month ago, I don't know when it was, they said Damian Lillard is going to request a trade. And that wasn't true. Obviously, that wasn't true. Because Damian Lillard never actually said it. And this guy just needs the clicks. And I don't know how he has 154,000 followers on Twitter. He releases an article saying, Sources say Damian Lillard is willing to forego paychecks to get a title. If it comes to that, I mean, I'll just read out the article a little bit. He goes, he's willing to forego paychecks to get to a title team. He doesn't have LeBron's reported billion in the bank, but his agent Aaron Goodwin has monetized Lillard's combination of electric game winners and a lack of controversy. Lillard is one of the NBA's biggest off-court earners with multi-million dollar deals with Adidas, Biofreeze, and others. Before his contract extension, Lillard had has made almost $300 million. That's more than Paul Allen spent to purchase the Blazers. Thanks to his endorsements, his net worth will continue to ascend whether he plays or not. And then this dude, Henry Abbott, the bot, continues. The new most important question in the NBA is, who does Damon Lillard want to play with? Watching Giannis win the finals and playing on Team USA with Bam Adebayo, sources say Lillard is as excited as ever about the idea of playing with a super athletic and mobile big man. But Lillard also loves playing with C.J. McCollum. Is there a way to upgrade the Blazers by trading some mix of draft picks, use of Nurkic, Anthony Simons, and Derek Jones Jr. expiring $9.7 million deal? So that was the quick little article. And then you got Blazers Twitter going wild. People thinking Dame is out. He's going to the Heat. He's going to the Lakers. He wants to play with athletic big men like AD, like Bam. And Dame just silences it as per usual. With an emoji of a face palm, and then someone responds and goes, "Dame's getting tired of this app, obviously according to Twitter." And Dame goes, "Dead ass. Dame is tired. Dame is tired of the false rumors. He will say what he wants when he wants to say it." You got Yusuf Merkic goes, "Shout out to my guy Henry a- Abbot with the robot emoji. Took you four weeks to talk to Dame. Ask me next time, so maybe I can give you his number." Laughing emoji. But even if Abu Babu said that, whatever happened, Babu got my support for life. LOL. Hashtag, I'm done with bots. And then you got CJ McCollum saying, gotta pull up what CJ said. CJ goes, bruh, now he's saying you're giving bread back. And Dame responds, and you know that ain't true, LOL. It's getting out of hand, bruv. So this is just what I gotta say, like... There are two sources, maybe three sources, that you can trust in the entire NBA reporter Twitter realm. And that is Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, the classic guy. You got Shams, Shams Karania, whatever, whatever his name is, but Shams, Shams, however you say it. And then when it comes to Damian Lillard, I would trust Chris Haynes as well, because Dame has proven that Chris Haynes is a very reliable source and someone he trusts and he'll go to if he wants to get news out. Henry Abbott is not a guy that you can trust. And when you see a rumor on these NBA Twitter pages called the Hoop, Hoop Central, Hoop Nation, the NBA Central, look at who the source is. And if there's no source there, by no means should you believe it. Because I just don't know how you... Like, these fake sources honestly make no sense to me. Because how do you... I'm just speaking out loud like I'm think I'm thinking to myself like how do you come up with these fake rumors and publish an article to 154,000 followers that you have and then actually like feel good about yourself I mean damn prove this is obviously the fakest thing on the internet like how do you I just don't know how this man does it and how other people follow him how does he have 154,000 followers like Honestly, makes no sense. I mean, I'm going to look up right now. Does this man get likes on his tweets? Uh, Let's see. I mean, let's pull this up. Yeah, I mean... All you need to know is this guy. You definitely can't trust. You definitely can't trust. These are definitely 150,000 fake followers. And he's lost 4,000 followers since he tweeted today. Because he's getting... 14 eight eight likes on a on a tweet a day ago. You get eight likes on an a hundred and fifty thousand follower page. Yeah. Final thing, Henry Abbott, get out of here. Not a guy you can trust over at True Hoop. But it still does beg the question. Does it, could the Blazers get an athletic big man as mentioned in the article? For People not surrounding CJ McCollum or not even an athletic big man. Can the Blazers make a trade without giving up CJ McCollum? Because That could be something that Damian Lillard wants. He's obviously expressed his friendship with CJ McCollum before and I would assume Obviously with if anything Dame would want to win a championship with the current team they have right now He is such good friends with CJ McCollum and, D- and uh, Yusuf Nurkic like they are his brothers But obviously the NBA is a business and Dame could look to want to, you know, just move on, to whether that's to another team or move on from the players on the Blazers and look for new players. So that begs the question, can the Blazers be the team to make the trade? And who has the trade value on the Blazers? Obviously, CJ McComb is the man that is like... Everyone, when they look at a Blazer trade, they look at C.J. McCollum because he's the big contract and he has the most value on the team other than Damian Lillard. But let's just look at the other players on the team. When you look at Yusuf Nurkic, the question of does he have value. Sure, I mean, he obviously has value. The biggest thing he has going against him is he's had numerous injuries over the past few years. Some could say he's injury prone. I mean, he's had a broken wrist or a broken hand. He's obviously had that broken leg. He's had some shoulder issues. He's had his fair share of injuries. But he has shown that he can be a solid defensive presence and a valuable offensive big. He struggles finishing sometimes, obviously, but he is a great passer and, honestly, a really good playmaker as a big man. So the question is, what could he bring in? Honestly, he could bring in a pretty good haul. The two things working in his favor the fact that he's on a favorable contract because he's only making $12 million a year right now. And he is an expiring deal. So you could look at him and be like a little test run with him this year if you traded for him. If you want to bring him back, you bring him back. If you don't, you let him go. So obviously the injuries are a big deal though. So that's the reason that a lot of people would shy away from him because I mean obviously people say the best ability is availability. And I just, I'm not sure if a team would would be willing to give up enough that would help the Blazers, because obviously you're not trading any of these guys just to trade them. You're trading them in a way that will help you win more right now. And I'm just not sure you can bring in enough that will help the Blazers out when trading Nurkic due to the fact that he has a lot of injury history. So I do think it's probably best that the Blazers should be keeping Nurkic, But, if they have to dump him and attempt to get an all-star by Damian Lillard, you definitely should consider it. Robert Covington. We start off with a question, does he have value? He's got a lot of value, I would say. He struggled. He struggled a lot shooting the ball at the beginning of the year, but he ended up 38% on his threes and was one of the strongest defenders on the team. Now, it's not a big deal that he was the strongest defender on the team because the team sucks at defense. But the fact that he got to 38% on his threes after his horrid start for shooting the ball is very impressive. If he had an average start to the year, he would have been above that 40% mark. Obviously, Roko has been traded a couple times in his career. We got him for two first-round picks and Trevor Ariza which probably is a little bit of an overpay now that we look at it. I mean, as we said in the rants following the game six or maybe game five loss, we traded two first round picks, each first round pick for a missed dunk in game five, if you remember that. But I think the trade back then with trading the two first round picks was a risk worth taking and it's not an it's not an L of a trade right now. Sure, you wish you didn't trade both first round picks, maybe a first and a second or something like that. But it's not the worst trade in the world because Covington is a player that can fit on any team. And I just I just don't think he's a guy that we should be trading. I think he's a guy that he can be a starting a starting wing on a championship caliber team. That's all I gotta say. I think when you're looking at the trades you're doing either small little trades here and there or you're doing the big blockbuster trade. CJ McCollum is a guy that should be available right now. We should be listening to his calls. Obviously, the report came out, and I obviously haven't talked about this on the podcast yet because I haven't had a podcast since this happened, but CJ is, or the Blazers aren't accepting or listening to any offers. That is just CJ for picks. That's a good thing that obviously proves that the Blazers are still in a win-now mode. You look at other players like yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic could very well be available just because of the expiring contract and only making 12 million dollars that could intrigue a team and for nee simons he's just 22 years old he's just 22 years old and he had a big improvement this past year shooting the ball he could be available he could be the young piece that really turns the tables in trade negotiations nasir little he's also really young he could He could bring some value I think that Nasir Little should stay on this team though because I think Nasir Little can be really good I mean it was just three years ago that he was thought to be a top five talent in the draft he fell to 25 because of a bad year in college say he goes to a college where he's given the opportunity to start we could be looking at a guy that is a completely different player now so I think he just needs a little time and he could develop into an elite player not elite but a very good player so those are really the guys that, I mean, you got you got three main guys, four guys, excuse me, Derek Jones Jr. too, obviously, just because of the money and the fact that he is also an expiring deal. So that begs the question is, can the Blazers make the trade that really breaks the ice on the trade market? Because obviously we've had a one trade already go through, one notable trade at least, and that was the Grizzlies and Pelicans trade just, I believe, two days ago. I think it was monday night where you got jonas valanciunas and some picks or like one or two picks going to the pelicans in exchange for stephen adams and eric wadson and the 10th overall pick to the grizzlies and that was obviously a pretty big trade but it doesn't affect the grand scheme of the trade market because as you know i mean if ben simmons gets traded that is a huge trade because then that people do start trading. they will be Damian Lillard will not be going to the 76ers now because they have no one to give him back and vice versa. So the question is, can the Blazers break the ice on the trade market? And do they want to? Everyone's saying the Blazers should make a trade, but do they want to? Because obviously following that six, six-game series loss to the Nuggets, initial reactions are... Everyone's got to go. This team is not it. But can the Blazers keep their core and slightly get better and contend next year? Because the NBA is going to be in the same spot next year. Obviously, the Lakers are going to be healthy and the Nets are going to be healthy. But there's always going to be a super team in the NBA, if we're being honest. There's always going to be a super team. You're never going to just have complete parity to where every team in the playoffs, every team with a star, has the same amount of chance as the other. So obviously the Blazers are never going to be the favorite. But do the Blazers have a deep championship run, a Raptors-type run, and a 2011 Mavs run? Everyone's saying that Dame wants to be out. But I could see Damian Lillard being like a Dirk Nowitzki. I say it all the time. Dirk Nowitzki won his championship at 35. At 30... Wait. Am I saying that right? Did Dirk Nowitzki win his championship at 35? I could be complete wrong right there I think I'm correct though Dirk Nowitzki won his championship excuse me 32 either 32 or 33 okay so I was a couple years off but Dame is what he just turned 31 so I mean in what season was that for Dirk, that was year 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Year 13, I think Dame could be entering year 10, if I am not mistaken. So, I think he could be like a Dirk Nowitzki. Like, you don't have to be right in the middle of your prime to win a championship. You can be on the back half of your prime, and that was what Dirk did. Dirk was just got the right pieces around him, the right situation, and played to the best of their ability and upset the Heat in the finals. And I think the Blazers could do something like that. I'm not going to be a fan that says they will, but they could. Let's not add the question whatsoever. So I don't think that the trade is an inevitable thing. I know the draft is tomorrow night. We don't have anything in the draft, but I think if a trade does go down, we could see a big trade going down, whether that's with the Blazers or not with the Blazers, because obviously draft picks are very important. I don't think the Blazers will do a big trade that night because I don't think draft picks will have to do with any sort of trade we do unless it is trading Damian Lillard. And I don't think Damian Lillard is going to request a trade-wise with Team USA. Free agency starts, I think, August 2nd. Free agency is going to be big for Portland. I know we've got the middle-level exception to work with. We've got to bring in some defensive bigs. I look at Nerlens Noel as a guy we could bring in. I could even look at some defensive guards. I could look at a, a TJ McConnell, a Danny Green. There's a lot of guys. the blazers could bring in to help them defensively even on draft night i don't yeah the blazers don't have a pick but if we were to re-enter the draft say with a second round pick or something we obviously should target defense some guys like um henry jones i think he would be a really good am i saying that right i think i am saying that right herb jones excuse me herb jones i knew it was h jones Herb Jones from uh, Alabama, JT Thor from Auburn. Those are just some of the guys that I think bring a lot of defensive upside. I mean, obviously, Jones was the defensive player of the year, but I'm not going to get too wrapped up in draft talk because I don't think the Blazers will trade back in. But if they do, they should target defense. Um, But like I was saying, the trade does not have to happen. It's, in the end, whatever Dame wants you to do because I do think that we're at the point where we just have to listen to our star, or else he's going to be gone. But, I mean, I just, I, I just—it's hard for me to to support this team right now. Or not support this team, but trust this team right now with Neil Olshay at the helm. Neil Olshay has been given what ten years? He's been here since I think he drafted Dame. Like, I could be wrong. I think he did draft Dame but like he's got way too much time he's had way too much of a leash and i think it's time for him to go i wish we could fire him right now but we won't so it will be Olshe making the decisions on when who we sign who we trade who we trade for which is a scary thought to think about a lot of people want him out i'm included in that i don't think he's gonna make the big trade He's said he doesn't want to make the big trade, but I do think he could be backed into a corner if that is what Dame wants And there's just so much uncertainty right now, but hopefully in the next week We will get some clarity on what will happen because obviously free agency will have by then started So, I mean, it's just so much going on in the NBA right now The draft will be big tomorrow night expect a big trade to go down but when it comes to the Blazers, that's really all I have right now for the podcast. What are we at? I mean, I'm going to take a guess right now. I say we're like 23 minutes in maybe, 22. We are about 26 and 25, 50 to be exact. But make sure to like the video. Shows me your support. Make sure to comment down below. So just comment something. Just sh- When I see comments, I know that the engagement is high. So that makes me feel good, obviously. Make sure to follow the Instagram at rip.city.rundown. The link is in the description. And make sure to follow the Twitter, ripcityrundown underscore, I think. I'm not sure, though. The link will be in the description, too. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to download it. That uh, gets the plays up higher. It helps this podcast get out to the world a little more. Make sure to also follow the Instagram and Twitter. They are also in the description on the Spotify. And if you are listening on YouTube, just go get a click on Spotify. Just go get a download on Spotify real quick if you are a real supporter. And then if you do, send me some proof. Send me some proof on the Instagram. DM me proof that you downloaded the podcast and you will get a follow back. But that is all I have for episode 19. Episode 19 of Rip City Rundown. Make sure to subscribe, like I said, and I will see you in the next episode. Hopefully, I have my co-host back by then. See you guys. Peace.